Hey everybody, it is December 4th, 2018. This is your host, Ehi Amiowu, and this is the next episode of Geek Empowered on Air. But first, let's hear a word from our sponsors. So today we're going to talk about how your website can provide value for not only your business, but also for your customers. And when people think about getting a website, they think, oh, if I get the website, then I'm legit. Like I'm a legit business. I'm out there and I'm ready. But essentially your website is part of an ecosystem for your business foundation. It is part of your marketing. It's part of your, of your, um, process of getting things done, whether you are a product-based business or a service-based business. So understanding how that website plays a role in all the different areas of your business can help you create a better marketing strategy to get more customers and to satisfy them and make sure that you have happy and repeating customers. So let's get into it. I am pulling up my notes. So this This section, this episode is actually a review of one of the segments in our course. And I completely mixed up the terminology. This segment of this episode (laughs) is one of the sections and the lessons that is in our geekempowered.teachable.com courses. So if you want to know more about how you can provide more value to your customers and how your website can be um, more valuable to your business, then feel free to take our course online. Okay, so let's take a look. So your online presence supports marketing campaigns, customer service, client relationship building, brand recognition, and almost every other element of the revenue stream that you're generating in your business. So like when it comes to a website, when you have your campaigns that are being pushed out there on social media, you need to draw your customers to almost like a hub where you are selling stuff to them or you are providing resources and tools for them that you need. It's like a storage space, like your, your online website is almost like a a brick and mortar store. Like when people walk into a store, they're going to learn more about you. They're going to get a sense of who you are. They're going to purchase things from you. They're going to learn about the owner. So your website is basically a visual online representation of your brick and mortar store. If you were to have one, or if you already have one. And combining your website with marketing tools like email marketing, helps you reach new customers and generate repeat business. So your website can not only be a form of communication with your customers where you can keep them up to date with what's going on. You can tell them the new things that are coming in. You can also get actual sales from them online on your website and you can repeat this over and over and over again. You can give discounts. You can help do a referral program where they can bring more customers to you and they all will come to your website and buy from you. And then in exchange, not only are you getting the sales coming in, but you're also getting their information. You're getting their emails. You're learning more about them. So they are giving you a lot of data that you can utilize to repeat the same business over and over again. 
So the goal of a service-based website is to convince your website visitors to become your customers. So getting them to your website is, is not enough. You have to actually convince people that you have good things to offer them, that you do legit work, that what you do is going to help them solve their problem or give them something of value. And that's the biggest thing that a lot of entrepreneurs put out there is the value, the why, and the value of um, what the clients or the customers will gain from working with with them. For a product-based business, or a product, excuse me, for a product-based website, It's to convince your website visitors to buy your products and become regular customers. So there are the shoppers out. There was one episode where we talked about different shoppers. And there's some shoppers who go to Walmart, go to Walgreens. They buy different brands. They don't stick with a certain brand. And then there are the shoppers that once they find a thing that's for them, they will continuously buy that product every time. They won't buy. They stay loyal to that product and they won't stray off and buy other people's products. Like, for example, um, I'm trying to think of something that I buy. If I'm that type of shopper, uh, I'm trying to think of someone that I go to regularly. I'm, pro- I'm probably just not that shopper. I'm the shop because I'm like a mom of five and I'm budgeting all the time. I am constantly uh, going to wherever I can find a discount. So that's just the type of shopper I am. I'm trying to think when's the last time I said I have to get this thing and I have to get it from a certain store and um, that's it. Funny enough my one of my kids they are like that. They are like you cannot give me this from anywhere else. I have to have this brand. I have to have this label. So um, it's very difficult for shop to shop for that child, but um, again, that is the goal of a product-based um, website: is to have customers who are repeating customers. Like they, they understand the brand. They un- they want to be a part of that lifestyle. They want to feel like a part of the movement. So they continuously buy from you. So we convince them whether you are a service-based business or a product-based business, by providing value to them. You have to put that value out there first. There's va- there's the value your website brings to your business, and then there's the value that your website brings to its visitors. So the value that a website brings to your business is, is part of that ecosystem. It's part of your marketing campaign. So you know when I put an ad out there, I'm going to send them to, to this URL, and this URL is going to bring up my special or my product or whatever it is that I want my customers to buy from me. It's also part of my communication with my customers. If I want to put out a certain message like, hey, we're taking a break for two weeks, then you can put on that website, whatever people visit, hey, we're taking a break for the next two weeks. We won't be here to fulfill your orders. And you can use many different ways to communicate. It doesn't just have to be a website. You can literally do all your sales through emails. I've seen, there's a ton of people that have done um, all their sales through email where they send out an email, somebody's interested in buying, they say they wanna buy, you send them a link, they pay, and then you deliver whatever you need to deliver to them via email. I even seen people do it with products where they say, okay, hit me up in my DM and I'll, and I'll mail you um, the bracelet that you just bought or the dress that you just bought. And then how it brings value to your to the visitors is 
you have to present to them. This is the condensing. You have to present to them like, hey, I understand your pain. I understand where you're at. I want to help you. This is how you're going to feel after you use my product. So why don't you buy it so you could feel this way? Like you want to, you're going to provide that value to them ahead of time so they could be like, hey, I do want to feel better about my situation. Let me buy from you. Or you can also provide value by giving them freebies. Like, hey, you don't want to spend money. I get it. Here's something that can that can help you just a little bit right now. And if you want me to completely solve your problems, <laughs> then you spend more money with me. But it's just it's just a way that you can give them something right away. Like for me, if I was to put this podcast on our website, that would be me providing a piece of value because I'm giving people the information that they need if they want to build a website that provides value. So this, like, it's almost like inception. As I talk about value and I put this on my website, I am therefore providing value <laughs> to my to my audience that comes and visits my website. So ways that you could provide value, which I just talked about a few. So customer value is the perception of what a product or service is worth to a customer versus the possible alternatives. In other words, would you spend money on would spending money on your product or service help me more than spending money on something else? I love this because I did when I first started Geek Empowered, I did a lot of surveying. I contacted a lot of people and one of the biggest things that you have to as a business owner understand is if you didn't exist, what would people be doing? I know right now, if I didn't, if Geek Empower didn't exist and I wasn't putting the content out there and I wasn't putting the videos out there and I wasn't building websites and like coming up with all these other services, people would be, because I had to do it, people would be Googling different answers. People would be doing trial and error with WordPress and and, um, Tumblr and Blogger and like GoDaddy. Like people would be paying for like different designers and doing a trial and error like this designer didn't work for me I just spent two thousand dollars with this person like I know that the alternatives of working with geek empowered versus doing it on their own is either they're going to spend money on somebody else they're going to spend countless hours searching for different answers to solve like their smallest like tech problems that may seem super huge to them. Like it might be like they're trying to upload a file and they don't know that the file is too big, but they've been trying to upload this file for two weeks. So they've been Googling for an answer for like two weeks to figure out why they can't upload this file. Or they might have to actually go into their hosting and upgrade their memory. Like it's like you can spend so much time just searching for something that an expert would know, like off the back of their hand, they'll, they'll know right away. Or, um, They'll go to DIY route, they'll hire somebody else, or they'll try to like spend a bunch of time trying to study and figure out all the different things. Or they could just take a course, or they could just book a one-on-one session with me, or they could just hire me full-time to do their stuff for them. So I know the alternatives. And it's good for you to learn the alternatives for other people because you can use that in your messaging. You can turn around and say, hey, you don't want to spend the next two weeks. (laughs) 
searching for this problem. You can solve it. Thirty. You can be completed with this task. Thirty. 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 <laughs> you can be completed with this task. Thirty minutes from now, and move on and do something else for your business. Think about how relieved you will feel once that problem gets resolved for you. Think about what other thing you could be spending your time on, like taking photos of for your branding, or you could be on your social media, or you could be writing a blog post. And that's what I do for some of my customers. Like I will work on their tech stuff when they have events and stuff. I'll update the website for them. Meanwhile, they are doing their job. They are out there um, doing interviews. They are out there doing their events. They are out there doing the work that they love doing while I'm doing the work that I love doing. So it's important to know what those alternatives are because you have to, you can think about those alternatives and then figure out the downside of using those alternatives. Like, hey, do you want to spend a ton of money with this person versus working with me and getting the job done right initially? And you have to learn how to use that right language so you can convince your customers that you are providing value to them or you will provide value to them. And, um do their work and they spend money for you on you so ways that you can provide value you help them get closer to solving a problem help them understand a certain topic better by becoming the authority in your field listen to their feedback build a relationship with your customers understand your clients pain points and relive them Highlight the benefits of your products and services. So there's a few of these that I want to call out. So we already talked about solving a problem and helping them understand a a certain topic better. So you can do that with blog posts. You can do that with podcasts. You can can do that um, almost any way that you can think of. You can put a, um, a social media post out there. You can put something on LinkedIn where you're talking about a certain topic and your customer, customer might be like, hey, I've been looking that up on Google for the past three days. Thank you for giving me this information because I couldn't find this information on my own. Like that's something that you can provide for them that will give value. Listening to their feedback. So this is a good one. You have to build a relationship with your customer. And the only way you can do that is by communicating with them, understanding where they're coming from. And a good example of this, I just heard about this on another podcast and I love it. Um, This woman, I wish I could remember names. The day I can remember names, I'll be so thankful. But there was a woman and she was talking about doing advertising. It was a specific term for this. It was, she was using optimization, but she talked about how you can create ads off of emotion. And she talked about different ways that you can communicate with your customers. And one thing that she mentioned was if you have existing customers, one good question that you can ask them is, if we were to go away right now, like next 10 seconds, we're going away, what would you miss the most? Which I just was like, oh my God, yes. (laughs) Yes. Like, Ask, if you can today, ask your customers, what would they miss the most? Because that tells you what is the thing that gets them through the door? What is the thing that is hooked on, they hooked them on and they were like, yes, I need this right now. And she was saying that people provided answers like, I looked good in front of my boss. Or, and in my case, like I've, I've asked people, um, 
had it. I asked people the opposite, actually, which once she said that, that's what my jaw dropped. I was like, <gasps> I was asking the wrong question the entire time. But I asked, I asked for my custom, I asked for feedback from my customers. And one of the things that I get is, um, I'm going to showcase my work in front of investors and I need to look professional. Thank you for helping me look professional so I can show the investors my work. And I was like, yes, <laughs> like that. you are so welcome. I'm so thankful I was able to help you. Like, it feels good to be able to help people in that way where they can reach the next level of success. So like getting that feedback helps you figure out, okay, what is working for my customers? What is drawing them in? And then another thing that she mentioned that was really, really good is um, if you want to get feedback for them, if they sign up for something, if they sign up for something on your website, whether it's email they sign up for your email or you, or, um, they get some type of freebie or something like that. If they take an action on your website, after they take that action, do a survey, but not, and, and I know as soon as people think of surveys, they're like, Oh my God, no. Oh my God. No, not the surveys, but not a 10 question multiple choice, rate this, rate that type of survey. This is a one question survey. And the beauty about having a one question survey is you get the chance to really think about what that question is and not, and don't ask, well, why did you like me? Why did you, why did you buy my thing? Or why did you sign up to this? Because once you do that, like if somebody was to ask you that, like if you bought some soap and they were like, what made you buy her soap? I can't believe you bought her soap. <laughs> like you're going to instantly regret your decision. You're going to be like, why are you like your stuff? And you should, you should know your stuff is good. Is your stuff not good? You begin to question like why they're, why are they asking me that? So you really want to think about what that question would be. If you was to ask them a question after they either like signed up for an email newsletter or they purchased something, like think about what that question would be. And then understand your client's pain points and relive them. So you have to understand the problems that they're facing. And I spoke in a previous episode about why you started your business. Like we all started our business because we were experiencing some type of issue, some type of problem, something that we didn't see existing, but we we needed it to exist. So that was a problem that we saw. And more than likely, if we... If we are suffering from that problem, then other people are too. But there might be other problems that our solution may solve and we don't even know about. So it's good to think about what, what are, who are our customers and what problems are they facing in this industry or in this um, category that my business is in. And then highlight the benefits of your products and services. We tend to go here first. We tend to talk about the benefits first. But you want to flip the story and say how it benefits them. Not just the benefits of the product, but how it benefits them. Like you won't have, you won't wake up with super dry skin anymore. Or um, you don't have to wake up and worry about whether or not your website is still up and running. Like <laughs> these are some of the benefits that, that customers can relate to. So just remember that the business, the business is never about us. It's about solving a problem or a need in order to become sustainable. 
So ways the website can provide value to your business. So use it use diversified traffic sources. It turns your website into a hub for your business and for your customers. Like a customer knows that if they go to your website, they can learn about your product. And if they want to contact you, they can contact you. Or if they want to follow you on social media to see the behind the scenes stuff, they can follow you on social media. And they can do that all from a website. If they have to Google different things to understand what you do for your business and what your business is about, then there's a mistake somewhere. But you want... You don't want your customers to be searching for different things about your business because they are very quick to move on. Like, I referring back to the podcast that I was listening to, like, we get over, what did she say? I think it was 600,000. It was like a ridiculous number of messages that we get a day from being online from living our day-to-day, from looking at real-life ads that are on our TVs and on billboards and all all over places and on buses. Like, we see a lot of visual stuff per day. We get a lot of different messages. We are processing a lot of information every single day. So it's extremely, extremely hard to, to be focused. It's extremely hard to do that. So what you want people to do is essentially not be distracted. Like you gotta be like, hey, hey, look at me. Hey, don't go away. Hey, look at me. Like that's 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 what you want to do with your customers. And then also use multiple monetization channels. Again, this is to a previous episode that we recorded. There is many ways that you can generate revenue on one single website. Many ways that you can do that. Advertising, e-commerce, you can do um, service-based sales where you can send an invoice or you can have them book a one-on-one session. You can also do sponsorships. You could do advertising. You could do the pod. You could do advertising not only on the website but also on the podcast. Like me right now, I can have I have advertising in our podcast, but we don't have advertising on our website. I could essentially start up a blog and sell advertising spots on our blog, and that would generate more money for the business. And then also, it adds to your business brand. So. When we think about branding, it's not just pretty pictures and all this stuff. When we think about branding, it is the story that we want people to walk away with. Like when somebody says geek empowered, what is your customers going to think of? Or what are our, and I'm saying yours, like it's yours. What is our customers <laughs> thinking about our business? Like when, when you think of geek empowered, I can ask my friends right now and they'll be like, oh yeah, like geek empowered, like you do... You put all this stuff out there for entrepreneurs and like you give out all this information and you do video. A lot of people surprisingly know me for video. A lot of people come to me about video than they do for anything else, which like to me surprises me. Like in like funny enough, in the beginning, when I first started Geek Empowered, I was known as the tech person. I was known as a tech, like that's the tech person. That's the person you need to go to. And now it's the, the tech and the video person. Not that I make videos or that I'm a producer or anything like that and I record videos. That's not what I do. I do a lot of videos as my as part of my marketing for the business. So a lot of people would ask me for advice. Like this just happened yesterday. I just talked to my friend. And people would ask for advice on how to do videos for their business. So then I will literally like I'll start firing off and like you can do this, 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 and that. And like the the point is this, the goal is that, get your goals aligned. Do an action item for you. Like, I would just go 
As a matter of fact, I should just do <laughs> a podcast episode on doing video for your business because I've been doing it for like a good year. So like the, the story has shifted from, oh yeah, that's just a tech lady to, oh no, she's a tech lady and she's constantly on video talking about tech. Like she is constantly putting her face out there. Like the story has shifted. So thinking about your brand, what you put out there is giving off a story. And you have the opportunity to control what that story says. What is that story? You have the opportunity to give people that story. And you give people that story through your visuals. You give people that story through your branding on your website. You give people that story through the content that you put out there. So that is something that you should think about when it comes to having your website and driving traffic to that website. So that is it when it comes to providing value. There's more, way more different things that you can do to provide value to your customers and to provide tongue tied to provide value to your customers and to provide value for your business. And what I want you to do is sit down right now and list it out. What are some things that you can do to provide value for your customers? As a matter of fact, you should do, who is my customer? Who is it? I know for me as beginner entrepreneurs who know nothing about tech, <laughs> that is my, that is essentially my customer and they're lost and they want to find resources and community. That is my people. And then create a list of what are these people suffering from? What are their pain points? What keeps them up at night? I remember in Icy Stars, we always had to ask that question. We always, like when we had, inter- uh, not interviews, but we had high tea where we bring in CEOs and we bring in people who talk about their lives. That last question, or not the last question, The last question is, what's your legacy? But one of the questions that we had to ask was, what keeps you up at night? And the reason why we have to ask it that way is because it'll it'll really make them think. Like, it it sounds way better than, what's wrong with you? (laughs) What's wrong with you? What's some bad things that you want to tell us about you? Like, (laughs) it's a way better way of asking that question. Because it really makes people think like, man, what, what am I worrying about right now? And no matter what level you are at, I I found this out like in person, no matter if you are starting out as a single entrepreneur, you by yourself and you're figuring out the pieces and you're just like, holy crap, how am I going to do this? Or whether you are a CEO and you have like a 20 person team or a 3000 person team or employees, you are facing a problem. You are dealing with a problem, no matter what level you're at. There is never a point where you're just like, ah, all the problems have gone away and now I can rest. It will never be a day. I have realized that. Like, I think for the past two months, I was going through my chaos and I realized this is what it's like to to run a business and live life. You have to handle the chaos. It's going to come your way. It's going to blow up in your face. You're going to be like, I just want to stand and face a wall for the next 20 days, (laughs) but you can't like, you're always going to be facing something. So asking that question, like what keeps them up at night? You can, you can literally ask them if you have access to those customers, I would ask what keeps you up at night? As a matter of fact, I'll put it out on Twitter and see if people respond right now on Twitter and, and create that list. What keeps them up at night? And then create a third column that, um, 
that says, well, what value can I give them that will help solve this problem? That you don't have to completely like bend over backwards and like figure out how to solve each individual problem. But list out the problems and see like what is a small thing that you can do to solve that problem and see if there's some com- some um, some common factors. See if there's some duplicates. You may have five problems that you listed out, five things that keep people up at night and you find out for two of those problems, you can do the exact same thing that solves both of those problems. It's less work for you. So create that, create that worksheet. And then see what, see what you can find. And then once you figure out like, okay, what's that value I can give? How do you deliver it? How do you deliver it? And then you'll see that people are like, yes, I need that. I need that. Thank you very much. How do I keep in contact with you? Let's figure this out. So thank you guys for, or thank you all. Sorry. Thank you all for listening to this podcast episode. Please follow us on Anchor app. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Rate us on iTunes. I would greatly appreciate it. Um, also follow us on social media. We are on Instagram, Instagram.com slash geek empowered, Twitter.com slash geek underscore empowered and on Facebook.com geek slash geek empowered. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks. Bye.